Are Spurs fans expecting way too much from Blake Wesley? And we got a fan question to answer. You are locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, this is Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, and you are listening to a Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. It's morphin' time. Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kens 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every single day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Pick a platform, you'll find Locked On Spurs and the rest of the Locked On Podcast. And you can subscribe to right now. Hey, what are we talking about today? Blake Wesley. Yeah, he, we're going to talk about him again. Why? Because it looks like some Spurs fans are kind of not on the Blake Wesley bandwagon, and they're expecting a lot from him, like a, like a way lot. Like, I don't know, but we're going to address that with our guest, uh, James Pledger from San Antonio Sports Star in just a bit. And then he's going to help me answer a fan question uh, regarding the Spurs and what do they do with all these trades and, and uh, massing draft picks. So we're going to get into that later on in this episode of Locked On Spurs. But before we do that, you know, speaking about Blake Wesley and expectations and patience, um, last I checked, this team was still very young. Last I checked, this team has a bunch of teenagers on there. Even guys that are not old enough to drink yet, let alone players that still need seasoning. And Blake Wesley is one of those guys. Um, you know, we'll get into his numbers later on the show, but you know, he was kind of in and out of the rotation and that, let alone G League San Antonio system last season and didn't really get too much NBA minutes. Now, a lot of fans are a little, um, I want to say upset, but we're just expecting a lot more out of him during the recent summer league play, whether it was Sacramento or Las Vegas. And that has some Spurs fans thinking like, yeah, he may not be it. But I'm here to remind you that this is still a rebuild. Players are still in development, and you got to have a little patience. That doesn't just go for Blake Wesley. It goes for Wemby. Yeah, you're going to have to have some patience with Wemby. It goes for Malachi. It's even going to go with Keldon. Look, we're still ex- exercising patience with Keldon, although maybe some of you are thinning out on those patients, but it is what it is. This team is still in development. You hear the players last season saying, we're young, we're young, we're going to get better, we're going to get better. Well, guess what? You may even hear that. For a little while next season, especially with bringing in Wimby and you got to mesh all that together and look, patience, just part of a rebuild. Now, granted, I said it before, I'll say it again, the Spurs are not in a capital R-E-B-U-I-L-D rebuild and need to make trades and, you know, it has to happen. You know, perhaps it's more of a retooling, rebuilding baby letters, but it's still a retooling slash rebuilding process, nevertheless. And Blake Wesley is a part of that as of now. Yeah, he's probably going to be in the G League. Yeah, he's probably going to get spot minutes here. He may even get time on the court, heavy minutes, and probably not play great. And he'll have his days where he plays great. And guess what? He'll probably go to the G League and play great, and every fan's going to be saying, bring him back, bring him back. Yeah, that's going to happen. But patience is the name of the game not just for Wesley, but for this entire franchise. Look at Popovich. I think I've never seen him exercise this much patience with the team in recent years that he has been exercising of late. So before you discount Blake Wesley, just kind of sit back, take a breath, and realize, yeah, the process continues. The rebuilding process continues in San Antonio. 
and Wesley's going to need his time to take his lumps too. Again, we'll go into some numbers uh, about his play in the summer league and last season, his rookie year, but yeah, perhaps we need to cool a bit on those expectations and be a little patient. Let's go to bring in our guest. He is James Pledger of San Antonio sports star. There he is. Look at him looking cool with his nice, awesome blink 182 shirt there and cap as well. Let me guess. You're a fan. I'm going to take a wild guess that you're a fan. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fair venture guess. <laughs> uh, I'd say you probably collected a little bit of evidence and came to a reasonable conclusion on that. They, they call me Batman for a reason. The <laughs> world's greatest detective. <laughs> that. Make sure to follow James on Twitter at I am Pledger. He is the host of Extra <laughs> Any Pledger on San Antonio Sports Star and the co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover. And he is my good friend, known Pledger for years. Little, 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 little known fact. In the early 2000s, I used to oh. have, I used to co-host a show on what was then called ESPN San Antonio. And guess who was my producer? Mr. Huh. James Pledger. So we go way, way back. I've been but, at this for a while, huh? Just a little bit. Yeah, man. Yeah, but you're moving up the ranks fast. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you got your own show now, Extra Innings with Pledger. I mean, my goodness. I, I know you're going to brag about that in a while, but yeah, you've come. I am speeding down the highway like a 62 Corolla. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of speeding, uh, a lot of Spurs fans are getting – little of the speedy vibes in the sense of they want Blake Wesley to hurry up and be Blake Wesley, this all great point guard that the Spurs desperately need. And this all stemmed from uh, what some, not all, some Spurs fans feel was a lackluster play out in uh, the Vegas Summer League or just the Summer League in general. Just they want him to be up. Speedy Claxton? <laughs> no, they want him to be speedy with his development. That's what they want. Um, Pledger, uh, I, I know when we were talking about the topics today, you were kind of like, well, what's going on? Well, it, you just got to scroll through social media. And you'll see some, not all, Spurs fans are kind of doing this already. Come on, Blake, let's hurry it up. Let's hurry it up. But And some are even saying that a wasted pick. I'm not kidding you. They're, they're saying that he ain't it. Uh, Pledger, you want to come on and talk about why Spurs? those Spurs fans are – need to back away from the ledge a little bit and just realize this is still a process with his team slash players. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of absurd to think that I don't know how, how much of Spurs nations do they expect? Do, like, do they want them to be an all pro? Do they want them to be an all-star? Do they want yeah. them to be first team all NBA? Like what are the <laughs> expectations for Blake Wesley truly who was yeah. taken with their second or third first round pick last year right. at 25th overall, their third, mm -hmm. their third yeah. first round pick at 25th overall. Right. Yeah. And let's not forget this, too. Uh, you know, he spent, as I said earlier, he spent a bulk of his rookie season in the G League. He was kind of in and mm -hmm. out and, uh, you know, got his minutes in the NBA, but they weren't steady minutes like you saw Devin and Sohan and, and Trey Jones get. So he's kind of still behind the learning curve a bit. And plus, just a little bit more background, too. What really is getting Spurs fans kind of starting to get impatient with him is that 
in the summer league, they just see him playing at one speed and one speed only, and that he's not he's not connecting on his outside shots, um, you know, bad shot selection. So they're just seeing that not clicking yet. But last I checked, I think all Spurs last year had a horrible time from the perimeter. It wasn't just Blake. They all almost all of them have to work on that perimeter shot, James. Well, um, I can remember a certain person on this radio station, uh, the acquired taste, yeah, Mr. Mike Jimenez, spent <laughs> most of his time killing yeah. Jeremy Sohan for just right. that. Um, yeah. I don't know what the expectation is right now these days for a 10th pick, for a 20th pick, for a 25th pick like Malachi and Blake Wesley were. Mm -hmm. But I liked everything I saw out of both of them early on. I mean, correct me if I'm remembering wrong, or as Freddie Coleman likes to say from ESPN National, help bring some memory to my memory. Mm -hmm. Jeremy Soham was second team all rookie, right? Right, yep. Okay. Is that not a... A good accolade for a rookie to get? That's a great accolade. And Malachi Branham showed marked improvement in the more minutes that he got. And by the way, coming into the league was thought Mm -hmm. to be, while still a project at that point in time, had a more developed game offensively. Yeah. than either Sohan or Blake Wesley coming into mm-hmm. the league, correct? Right. Okay. And uh, Blake Wesley, when drafted, the knock on him was he plays in an extremely breakneck speed, likes to get up and down the court. Like, that was kind of the scouting report on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes time to break habits like that. It, you can't rip down and rebuild a shot midseason the way Jeremy mm-hmm. Sohan did and expect him to be Steph Curry by, you know, <laughs> week, week six of the season. It's not yeah. possible. Like, if these are the expectations we have, I feel sorry if Victor Wimbanyama is not first team all NBA and not in the MVP oh, conversation that, in his that, first um, year. That's coming. You can see it already. The Spurs fans are going to be flipping tables if that doesn't happen. But as far as Wesley's concerned, um, you know, even a fellow friend of ours, uh, Brandon Medina, he was on lockdown Spurs recently. Don't be that guy, Brandon. And he's 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 out. He's out on the on the uh, Blake Wesley uh, fan fan wagon. He's out. So he's because done. in thirty seven games with the Spurs and the rest Thank of his you. time in yeah. Austin, averaging about eighteen minutes a game. Averaging five points a game during that time, by the way. Right. That's that's not considered a successful rookie season for a 25th overall pick? Apparently not. Now, I'm not ready to discount uh, Blake Wesley quite yet. Um, I think next season, or this upcoming season, we'll we'll see what he can do because I'm expecting him to get a little bit more playing time. But we're going to get into some of the numbers. I do, I do, and I'll tell you why. Okay. We're going to get into some of the numbers. We're going to get into some of that. What did he do with the summer league? Why those Spurs fans that are kind of out on Wesley already need to cool their heels a bit right here on Locked On Spurs with James Pledger of San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, I want to talk to you about FanDuel. 
Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times, you heard that right, 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. A lot of money. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Check it out. Jets, $200 you can spend betting from everything from the money line uh, to the over and under uh, to who you think is going to be the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. I mean, what more can you want? Well, there's no better place to bet on MLB than on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. I go there. I love that looking at their NBA futures, uh, their 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 the projections on the Spurs and Wimby. It's all there. You got to go to FanDuel right now. Sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNBA and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNBA. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. We're back right here on Locked On Spurs with James Pledger of of the Saturday morning hangover. He's also with his own show, Extra Innings with Pledger. You can catch that all at the uh, San Antonio Sports Star. Follow him on Twitter at I am Pledger. Now, before the break, Pledger was like, you expect him to, Wesley, to get more minutes? And I actually do. Um, We're just going to say default. We're going to say Trey Jones is a starter, right? That's just by default. And See, I don't. I think he is. I think he is. He might be. You're not. I can make the argument for campaign. Right, and it's, I think anybody can. What is he like? A uh, you know, veteran. You know, been there, done that. Was under you know Chris Paul, all that good stuff. But I think the Spurs are really high on Trey Jones. Popovich just glows about him. I don't see that move at least initially. I mean, Trey Jones has got to wet the bed, you know, for an X amount of team for him to lose it. I think it's just his starting job to lose. But mm-hmm. I think Wesley's definitely going to get a spike in minutes, um, simply because. They got no choice. They got no choice. I don't. I. I don't think. You know, unless I don't see them relying on Sohan heavily to run the point, a spot here and there, as we saw last season, sure. But I think Wesley, despite his considered his faults among some Spurs fans about it, he's playing one way and one way only speed. I think that speed is going to come in handy next season with the makeup of the team. They're going to sure. want to run downhill a lot more. Wimby has proven he can run with the little kids, even though he, you know, he's seven foot three without shoes. So I think that's going to lend to seven foot three and a half, three and a half. Okay. Well, I think that's going to lend to that system. They're going to want to play a breakneck speed, get the rebound and go. I mean, you Is saw Wimby that last barefoot oh. next year. I didn't hear you say that again. Is Wimby playing barefoot next year? <laughs> nope. I, I, but I would have, I would have surprised you. I'm just trying done, to figure right? it out because I, I, I thought most NBA measurements were in shoes. Well, well in that case, he's seven five then in shoes. <laughs> so, so I just think that his skills, his Wesley's, you know, his style of play is going to lend to the Spurs next season. You're going to want. I mean, you can't tell me Keldon and and Devin and Jeremy and Wemby too are going to want to go downhill. Not to say that campaign cannot or uh, Trey Jones sure. can't, but I think West that that skill set is going to really benefit. Uh, the Spurs next season. Um, but you're right. I think campaign does put a wrinkle on us if he's still on the roster by opening night or even yeah. after the all-star break. But I like what he brings to this team. Like it is a mm-hmm. team that needs better, especially at the point guard. Yeah. I can argue he is 
the only other point guard on the roster other than Trey Jones. Mm-hmm. I know they got a lot of guys that can do multiple things, sure. but he is the only true point guard currently on the Spurs roster. So I really, really like the addition of campaign and his ability to bring along the younger guys like Trey Jones, like Blake Wesley, who I, I just want to ask a hypothetical question to you. Sure. Who would Spurs fans rather have? Wendell Moore? Nikola Jovic, did he even sniff the court in Miami yeah, last yeah, year? Yeah, you know, he Patrick didn't play at all. Baldwin? Nope. No, yeah, yeah, Washington? I see where we're going with this. Yeah, it's, Nathan, it was very thin. Nathan Watson? Andrew yes. Nimhard? It's thin I can, make an, I can make an argument because of people seem to love this kid in the NBA. 34th overall, the Thunder selected Jalen Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Jalen Williams... You could make the argument, oh, maybe they should have taken him, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have uh, Blake Wesley's numbers in front of you? I got his summer league numbers, which we're going to get into in a while. Okay, but, well, uh, I've got his numbers from last season. Okay. Compared with Jalen Williams, who a lot of people seem to really love, right? In 49 games, mm-hmm. averaging 18.7 minutes per game, Jalen Williams averaged, get this, 5.9 points, 4.9 rebounds, mm-hmm. 1.6 assists, on four and shot 40%, 40.7 from behind the arc. Do you know what Jalen or do you know what Blake Wesley did last year in 37 games? Hit us. He also averaged five points, almost three assists, two rebounds. While shooting 38% from three. And I'm going to back that up at why uh, Spurs fans need to cool their heels by really putting into microscope what Blake Wesley did out in the summer league. Now, granted, it is a summer league. And yes, very limited time, limited games. But he was, uh, you know, the fifth leading scorer on the Spurs roster at 12.8 points per game. He was, you know, the fourth leading rebounder at his position. Hard mm-hmm. six rebounds per game. Mm-hmm. He was third on the Summer Spurs in assists at three. Mm-hmm. And in steals, he averaged about one, good for fourth among the roster. And then in minutes played, they gave him a lot of minutes, 29 minutes. So I, I think... I think what's really... I think at the end of the day, I think what's getting the Spurs fans is just they're not seeing variety yet um, as far as pacing, like slowing it down, slowing down. Like you don't have to go at hundred miles an hour anymore. And also defensively, I think defensively they have issues with that. I'm sorry. Were there, were there a lot of teams in the summer league playing very slow? Were there a lot of teams slowing the pace? No, they were going. Um, in the summer league, are there a lot of sets being run? Nope. It's just, let's see what you got. That's basically what the whole theme is. Let's see what these players in, got. In the yeah. summer league, are they usually trying to showcase certain players like the Rockets, oh, yeah. Cam Whitmore, or like when Wimby was there, Wimby, or early in, uh, after Wimby left, Julian yeah. Champigny, yeah. or Malachi Branham before they shut yeah. him down? Like The Spurs have summer league to 
get a better read and run yeah. things through certain players. Right. Blake Les Wesley was not one of those players. They probably asked him to do something completely different. They may have asked him, hey, Blake, we want you to push the pace and we want mm -hmm. you to focus on facilitating. Sounds right. a lot like what he did in the summer but league. But also, too, those numbers just show that he maximized that time. I mean, he was productive. Yeah. Yeah, he maximized it. And, you know, and obviously, you know, also, too, I mean, you're getting overshadowed by Wimby and Champagne and Malachi. But quietly, it was a decent outing for Wesley. Yes. Um, again, yes, you, you, you understand that whatever it was, it was summer league. But nevertheless, that's a, for me, I take that, James, as a good foundation to carry into preseason and training camp that's that's how i see it hey hold that thought james when we get back we're going to continue our chat about this and uh get into it but before we continue our chat with james pleasure i want to talk to you about muslingers drive-through coffee which is a proud local sponsor of lockdown spurs did you stay up late last night are you anxious about wimby and his debut in the regular season and you're up all night just thinking about that and you need a kind of a pick-me-up today well look no further than muslingers drive-through coffee uh, they're for busy people on the move or even people who just want to chill out and relax. So if you're in the mood for a latte, a cold brew, the Red Bull infused lightning bolt series, which you have to try, I guarantee you, you'll like it and it'll get you going. Go to Muslinger's drive through Coffee right now. Over 300 five-star reviews cannot be wrong. They got a wide selection of dairy alternatives, low-calorie options, and caffeine-free drinks for you. We just want to take it easy. Although I, I, he has a hot mic right now. I'm pretty sure James Pledger doesn't want to take it easy. Right, James? Here's, here's your, your testimony about uh, Muslingers right here. Um, the Orange Julius, or uh, what do they actually call it? Yeah, the OG, I call OG. it the Orange Julius because it sends yeah. me into a time warp back in the North Star Mall over yeah. in that corner entrance where I went to get an Orange Julius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're good. I think I think you, I yeah, I know you've had them, but that's what I'm trying to say. Everybody in San Antonio loves them, and they're only there at Mudslingers. Uh, so if you need to get your heart pumping, you want to try the Wimby inspired alien drink. I don't know if Pledger can handle this, but it's a what's in it? Red, well, I'm going to tell you, it's a full can of Red Bull, kiwi, Ooh. and green apple all mixed together. So I'm in. You're in. Yeah, I know I'm in. So, But if you don't need caffeine, everybody, you want to take it easy, they got the OG OJs we're talking about. Gives you those nostalgia vibes. They're located at 2404 Thousand Oaks Drive between or near 281 and 1604. Open every day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can find them on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Twitter, Facebook, at Muslinger, S-A-T-X. Life is too short for a bland coffee. But we got James here. So let's continue our chat about your silver and black. So let's go to wrap up our chat about Wesley real fast. And then we got a fan question for you, James. Um, cool. Your uh, Jets Spurs fans. Okay. Well, there you go. There's the summation right there. Just cool. Your Jets Spurs fans, because guess what? Those Blake Wesley jets may come in handy next season when the Spurs need a run and gun. And uh, yeah, if he could do that. Yeah. Now, obviously is there room for improvement? Of course. He, yes. that, shot, that shot needs to get better. Yes, perhaps there's a pacing issue uh, as well. But that's what you get when you have a very young team that were, and especially a player that was drafted as a teenager. A teenager. There is legitimately room for improvement 
from all of the young people yeah. on this roster, whether it's him or Malachi or yeah. Keldon or Dev, there is room for improvement. Period. End of story. All of them. Trey yeah. Jones. All of them. Even Wimbayama. Yes, he's going to have to have his uh, period. So chill out, Spurs fans on Blake Wesley. Um, is it okay to have expectations for players and you want them to get better? Of course. But let's not go overboard and already discount the kid before he's having a real legit shot at making an impact on the Spurs roster. Hey, before we let James go, we do have a fan question. I am pulling it up right now. What's our fan question? question that we wanted to that he wanted to ask on the next lockdown Spurs. All right, so here it is. This is from on Twitter at JG Crawfish. So here is the question, James. He All says, right. Jeff, I am baffled by their strategy here. There being the mm -hmm. Spurs. What's the long game? Why do we have like 50 picks in the next five years? Ton of expiring contracts. Are we trying to have a roster of 10 first round picks in five years or a super package for two huge stars? Question mark. So he wants to know what is going on with the Spurs and amassing this war chest of picks. Mm -hmm. All right, JG Crawfish. Do you want to build around Wimby before you know what you have? There it is, right there. That was I just want to. I, I just want to ask a serious question because we keep hearing how he's a generational talent that nobody in the league has ever seen before. He's able to do things that aren't possible on a court by someone his size. He has a skill set that is unseen. In basketball, how do you build around that? Like, seriously, until you get him on the court, mm -hmm. find out strengths, weaknesses, and basically the pieces that are there, the pieces we've all come to love through this rebuild, the Keldons, the Devons, the Trays, see which pieces work best with him, and then try to then supplement what works, what doesn't, add what does, what subtract what doesn't, and then supplement all of the war chest of picks and expiring contracts you have after you have a better idea of how best to build around Wimby. Right. Do you want to put pieces around him that end up not fitting or working well or helping to accentuate his style of play mm -hmm. and then be stuck with that person on a bigger, more expensive deal that is harder to move. Right. I mean, Greg Popovich is famous for saying you don't skip steps. Mm -hmm. One of the steps is going to be taking this rare talent that is never been seen before and finding out the best possible way to build around him, especially in the NBA, because we haven't seen him play NBA style rules. He's played over in Europe in a mm -hmm. different set of rules with different level of talent. Right. It may be better to find out once he gets mm -hmm. into the NBA and figures out the NBA game and how he best acclimates to that. Right. How then to build around him once you figure that out? And everybody's talking about Dame Lillard this year and um, 
Hell, there is there even another player that's been brought up outside of him? I mean, there's not a lot in the free agent market. I'm, I I get that you have money in your pocket and you it's like when you're a kid and you've got 10 yeah. bucks and you go to the mall and it's not about taking that 10 bucks and collecting more so that you can get the big nice thing that you really want, but instead you had 10 bucks and you were at the mall so you felt compelled to spend it when you were a kid. Yeah. The Spurs are not trying to do that. The Spurs are taking that their money they're taking it home, they're putting it in the bank, and then they're going to get something that they truly desire at right. that point. That's what these picks are for. Because outside of Dame Lillard as the trade piece, or maybe, maybe Jalen Brown, we don't know of his mm-hmm. availability. I mean, what other names have really been on the market in terms yeah. of trade? Like, Evan Fournier, does does that excite you? Are you trying to make a move just to make a move? Or are you proactively thinking about the future? Because think about the what we've heard this offseason. Well, Joel Embiid might not be happy in Philly. Said, I I want to win a ring, whether that's in Philly or somewhere else. Um, James Harden's a name. Do, Do Spurs fans want James Harden? Not at all. <laughs> so, like, truly, what are you spending that money on that actively makes you an instant contender for an NBA title? Um, names that could become available in the future, though, if you're taking the 50,000-foot view approach and looking at the broader picture, Luka Doncic is a name that could become unhappy. We've heard rumblings of Trey getting disgruntled in Atlanta with Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota, possibly Zach Levine in Chicago, Joel Embiid in Philly, who I mentioned Pascal Siakam in Toronto. If they decide to rip it down, miles Turner, who is a name that I've mentioned before, but how do these pieces fit with Wimby? You know how they fit in the NBA game, but how does Wimby fit? Because whatever you do is going to be Wimby is going to be the center and focal piece of everything, and it's about how other players play off of him. Look at what the Dallas Mavericks did this past year. They went and traded for Kyrie Irving, and everybody from the outside looking in, Mass fans were stoked because they got a big name named Kyrie Irving. Everybody from the outside looking in goes, how's this going to work? They're too big ball-dominant guards that need the ball in their hand, and I don't see how this fits together without one checking their ego, and we all believe that Kyrie is not the kind of guy that's (laughs) going to really check his ego at the door, and Luka is one of the faces of the league. Why would he do him? Plus, Dallas is his team, Mm -hmm. and so we saw that friction all last season to where Dallas – who was in the Western Conference Finals, didn't make the playoffs because the pieces didn't fit. So you don't want to rush to a conclusion before knowing what you even have in the bank. And I'll, so I'll, I'll you take, take those assets later yeah. and flip them for something once you figure out what you have in a Victor Wembenyama and what the best way to actually put pieces around him are. Because what happens 
if Devin Vassell takes a massive leap this year? Sure. What happens if Keldon takes another jump this year? And or they, they don't want to receive. What if they form a big three yeah. of their own and then you're just supplementing other smaller pieces yeah. or one big piece to play off of those three? Yeah. This 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 reminds me of the of the early Tim Duncan years. Um, they hit a home run in the draft, Manu and Tony, to supplement with with Timmy. Mm -hmm. Different circumstances here, but the same concept. You drafted Wemby, Duncan. Now, what best pieces fit with him? That possibly could be already here via the draft, just like Tony and Manu were via the draft. And that is, as Pleasure mentioned, Devin or Keldon or Sohan. I didn't even bring up Sohan's name. And we saw the massive strides he took as a shooter throughout the season and how well he takes to coaching. And here's the other thing, too. I see it more on the, I guess, economic side of it. You, I, I like how you highlighted the player side of it, like what pieces fit. Economically, if you take these picks as currency, well, then you're already seeing it right now with teams asking the Spurs, can you help us facilitate this? We'll give you extra for just throwing in a second round pick, being that team that has the flexibility and the pieces and the financial money, all that good stuff to help uh, other teams. And guess what? You just saw it right now with the campaign deal. Mm-hmm. You know, they, what, they are now they, over the cap yeah. floor. Yeah. And, and only have the MLE to use. Exactly. So I see it on the financial side of it. And that's going to, that. guess what? That's going to carry this team for quite a long time. It's not, it's not overnight. They're going to have these picks for a while now. So imagine, I, we'll use the mall analogy as Pleasure did. So imagine you're at that toy store and a bunch of your friends are there with you. And, you know, for me, it was, oh, do I want to get Soundwave? Do I want to get the Laserbeak figure? Or do I want to get the Optimus Prime figure? And my friend says, well, I want the Megatron figure, but I only have two bucks. Well, look at me sitting here with all this extra money and all these extra toys. So how about this? I'll give you some money. You see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So uh, and that's why I like what the Spurs are doing with amassing these picks. So they're just setting themselves up for on the court as pleasure highlighted uh, pieces fitting. And for me was economically and how they're viewed among other NBA teams as a facilitator where the Spurs can have that leverage uh, on deals. They can have that leverage to outbid other teams. Let's just say a team wants to blow it up. What if it's cat? We'll use cat. For example, blow it up. Well, the Spurs are probably one of the few teams in position to have the money, the picks, and yes, the players to make a deal like that happen. Again, just an example. But uh, yeah, there's your answer, JG Crawfish. You got the player side and the economic side. How about that? Two for Hope one. that helped, JG. Yes. Pleasure. Talk to us about the star, your show, Extra Innings, and of course, Saturday Morning Hangover. Well, uh, Extra Innings with Pleasure. All week. As a matter of fact, this week I uh, filling in for Rob Thompson for a few days this uh, week, and then uh, Friday I'm filling in for Rudy J, and then Monday again I'm filling in for Rudy J. I'll also be producing the Blitz. I'll also be hosting extra innings. So I'll be on from 6 a.m. until 7 p.m. the rest of this week and the beginning of next week. Um, got a Live deal out at the new refuel out at 8288 Tally Road out at 1604 in Calabra. Uh, we're doing a chicken tender eating contest oh, there. Uh, I got you winning. Chicken tender. Winning. Winner gets 500 bucks. 
I've seen I've seen Pledger eat before. We've had late night chows at Denny's. I the the food just showed up and I said, okay, let me take my first bite. Oh, he's done. And yeah. Just, that's how, <laughs> yeah. So if you're in this contest, Pledger, I my money's on you. I don't know if I'm able to be in it or not. I, um, I, I kind of want to know if I can. You'll be on the, the side like this, like pathetic. I can do better. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that. With that said, though, uh, the Saturday morning hangover with uh, Cowboys Camp and Oxnard coming up here at the end of the year, we are uh, taking a short hiatus for a few weeks until after Cowboys camp. And then we'll gear back up as football season starts to hit ahead, but, uh, much needed, uh, day off basically for me on the weekend. So, or just in general throughout the week to allow me to recover, especially with the amount of work I'm going to be putting in here. So just going to take a small hiatus on the Saturday morning hangover, but come August, we'll be back in full effect and ready to rock. And by hiatus, everybody means just go to Rupub at night, and that's where he'll be. That's yeah, that's it. That's his we can hiatus. basically have the Saturday morning hangover there yeah. live in person. <laughs> <laughs> he is James Pleasure with Saturday Morning Hangover. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at I am Pleasure. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. You guys are the everydayers. Tomorrow's show, more Wimby, more Spurs talk as we get ready for the doldrums of the NBA and uh, get ready for next season. But for James Pleasure, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.